You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. You ever thought to yourself, man, I got to find a way to foster some team loyalty and retain these great people around me because I don't like turnover. Turnover is terrible. It can ruin your practice. It can make you miserable and you lose lots of money and lots of time. Well, today I bring on Heather Crockett, one of the amazing coaches here at Act Dental. And we talk about three very specific ways you can foster team loyalty and retention to keep the amazing people around you and really enjoy dentistry. Please make sure you listen to this. You guys will absolutely love it. Also, I want to extend a special invitation for our To The Top Study Club on July 28th and August 11th. We are going to be rolling out the best tools we've ever created and accumulated in 26 years of coaching the very best dental practices on the planet. And you can see it firsthand. If you want to learn how to build, grow, and develop a team of the right people in the right seats, we're going to bring it. I'm going to show you all of our tools and you're going to go home and use them and day by day, make your practice better. We're going to put a link down in the show notes to our To The Top Study Club on July 28th and August 11th. Join us. I know you'll love it. We'll see you soon. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. You have seen this theme. Actually, it's the hottest topic in dentistry right now. How do we find, keep, retain great people out there in the world? Because you know when you do, it changes your life and changes your practice. And today we're going to be talking about three ways to foster team loyalty and retention with one of our amazing coaches here, Heather Crockett. Heather, thanks for being on. I appreciate you. Hey, Kirk. Thanks for having me. I always love coming on and chatting with you. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, um, you know, there's so many statistics out here. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're a dentist or a team member, you know, one of the things that we all learn is that great dental practices rely on great groups of people working together and staying together 
for the right purposes. And when you get the formula right, it changes the game. Now, let me give you the downside. Here's the downside. We're going to go into this. Turnover is expensive. It's painful. It hurts. So I just pulled this stat up. The cost of employee turnover in dentistry, think about this. For a dental hygienist making $60,000 a year, that's $30,000 to $45,000 in recruiting and training expenses. Others predict the cost is even more than that. That losing a salaried employee can cost as much as two times their annual salary, especially for a high earner. So, the important lesson here is when you find somebody great, find a way to foster team loyalty, trust, and retention. It's important to your future. Don't you agree, Heather? Yes, that's a painful stat. And that only speaks to the money side of it, right? Your cash. Think of all of the time that it takes you also to train a new team member to get them up to up to date on all of your systems and your agreements and your protocols. It can be a lot of work to onboard a new team member. Yeah, so, so true. And so we're not even going to talk about the age difference that you and I have, but I'll just say me, I'm 53. (laughs) And if you've listened to the podcast long enough, you know, we live by one theme here. Well, many themes. Time is the new rich. We meet a lot of people in dentistry. This is the greatest profession ever. And my favorite people, the richest people I find in dentistry, have the ability to do what they want with their time. So it is a huge financial impact when you lose somebody. But you lose days and days and days and days of your life trying to get another person back. Tell us why else this is important, too. That's not the only implication. What are some of the other implications? Well, I'm thinking of my own experience when I was in search of a job, whether it was as a dental assistant or an admin team member or a dental hygienist, which is where I experienced the majority of this. When you go on and you are seeking out information of the practice that you are looking to apply for, and they're also hiring for other areas in the practice that kind of throws up a red flag. Like maybe this dental practice has a lot of turnover. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I want to be part of a practice that has a lot of turnover. Yeah, totally agree. We're always, you know, there's a couple lessons here is number one, please know this as an employer, people that are applying for jobs in your practice are doing way more homework on you than you're ever doing on them. So they know a lot. They know so-and-so that used to work there. The second thing to remember is that no dental team member ever leaves a practice. They usually leave a person. It's somebody they left. So, you know, I think we got to call it out. Your ability to attract, keep, retain the right type of people is highly dependent on how you behave and who you become as a leader. So we're big on growing leaders that grow other leaders that grow other leaders, but we see it all the time, Heather. We have, you know, young dentists coming into the fold now and they're committed to growing human beings and you can see the huge benefits to their practice and their futures, don't you think? Yes, 100%. So let's jump into it. Let's talk about the three reasons or the three ways that yes. we can foster that loyalty. Let's I'm do ready. It. Let's do it. I want to go there. What's number one? Number one, hold and have great weekly team meetings. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, come on. Like team, like 
team meetings without patients there? What are you talking about? Like totally weekly? Well, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm a dentist. If I'm going to pretend <laughs> to be, a, I do them once a month on a Thursday, Thursday Not afternoon. No, no, no. Actually, we do them on Friday afternoons when everyone's. I'm, I'm joking, but like, this is what we get all the time. Yeah. So you're and the, and the song. The song comes to mind. Like everybody's working for the weekend. They don't. They don't care. Like their brain is already halfway into their plans of what they're going to do Saturday night. Like forget right. about late in the week and in the afternoon. That is the wrong time to have a team meeting. Right. We we are having team meetings earlier in the week. Maybe not on a Monday because we know that Mondays are are very Monday. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, early in the morning. And the reason why I say that this is so important to foster that loyalty and to retain team members is because our weekly team meetings are for the team. It's for us to really better the practice. It's going to give us that time and say, look, our team is first. Our team comes number one. Oftentimes we we have clients and we have community members that come in and say, no, patients first, patients first. Absolutely not. It is team first. So when we put our weekly team meeting first in the schedule before we add any other patients, that screams that you care about who? The team. Heather, the force is strong with you. <laughs> you know what you're talking about. You know, you can see Heather's speaking the jam here, but here, here's the truth of it is that if you, what you do screams you either care or you don't care. And if you're a dentist who says, oh, weekly team meetings, they're not very much fun. We recycle garbage. You have to change that. In order to have a great team, you've got to land the plane and you got to do airplane maintenance on the ground. You would never fly with me if I was your pilot and I said, I don't do any maintenance. I don't do any check-ins. I don't do any of that. We just fly and we fix it in the air. That is crazy. The other thing that happens with weekly team meetings is you, your team members can't guess what you're thinking. They have no idea what you're thinking. And when you take scheduled production time, and yes, I did say scheduled production time, out of your schedule, you go from 32 hours to 30 clinical hours. Here's my promise to you. If those two hours are used really well, your production will go up. You will truly start seeing the benefits of producing more by working less. And your team members will appreciate the fact that they're not racing from room to room to room. You're going to fix so many problems. You're going to improve the communication and you're going to feel connected to the people you work with, which is a huge piece of this. And so we encourage people to do this all the time. Now, if you say, no, I want to do it over lunch and all that kind of stuff, you're, you're inviting natural challenges, which means I'm hangry at mid part of the day. That is an, you know, a very unpredictable time because you're going to run over with patients and you make the judgment in your brain. Well, we already take four hours of lunch. Why don't we just combine that with a team meeting? You're setting it up to be compromised. There's very few people that can pull that off. And that's why we encourage you just to do it during production time and make that commitment that happens when you guys all get together. Weekly team meetings are huge. We see it all the time. I love it. So yep. that's very, that's very dangerous. Like entering into that lunchtime end of day, that's a dangerous time to have a team meeting. That may be why you don't like your team meetings. Right. When it, are you the freshest? When can you give your best energy? Do you want to give your best energy to your team? Yeah. Then you, what are you doing to support that? 100%. And so back to the thing that you said, team first, patient second, that's absolutely true. Can't say my patients come first. You have to do this with your time. Secondly, Let's get out of dentistry for a second. 
Not having a weekly team meeting is like saying, I don't need to have dinner with my family. We're pretty locked in. You know, we know each other. We can, or saying, I'm married and I don't have to go to date night because we're good. That's silly. This is a time and age where you got to go all chips in. You got to double down on your investment to grow and develop and connect with the people around you. And your habits determine all of that, determine all of that. So the weekly team meeting is absolutely critical. And if it isn't done really well, that's symptomatic of other things. You got to change that around and make sure everyone's connected. I love it. What's number two? Number two, you have to have frequent and consistent check-ins with each individual team member in your practice. Okay. You have to explain that. What is a check-in? A check-in is intentional carved out time where you get to sit down as the doctor practice owner and or a leadership team member and give space to that team member to allow them to share what's happening with them personally and professionally and what the leadership team can help them with. This is one of the ways that you can help to prevent burnout with your team members as well. Oftentimes I feel at act, I mean, we all have burnout that ebbs and flows. We just have to be really proactive about getting ahead of it. Check-ins are one of those ways that we can do that is that we can, we can catch things before they become a, a crisis. You know, you often talk about conflict. If it's not addressed, it's going to become a crisis. This gives us the space and allows us to be able to share what it is that we're experiencing. Is our plate too full? Or are we, are we dealing with something at home that you weren't aware of that you didn't know about until the check-in? Because the check-in gives us that space for that. And Kirk, right before we hit the go button, I was sharing with you that one of our church leaders years and years ago coined this term, and I don't know if he got it from somewhere else, um, but love is really spelled T-I-M-E. Time. And, and when you give these check-ins your energy, your team will see that you really care. Right. Right. So a couple things. I want to go back to what you said. The conflict thing is huge. So write this down. Unresolved conflict always becomes a crisis. We just don't know when. Mm -hmm. And so what you want to do is mitigate some of that conflict. You're never going to get rid of all of it, but you got to leave space for how can we proactively, you know, mitigate some of this. Now, just further clarification on the check-ins. I'll tell you where it came from. We had a coach come into Act Dental years ago and he was pretty intense and we were the smallest company he worked with at the time. And he, he actually created a lot of change for us. And he said, you got to do check-ins with each one of your team members. And I'm like, I don't have time to do that. He's like, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. And he said, you, somebody's got to sit down with each one of the team members. Now, do you have to do check-ins? You know, the, the problem becomes when you start getting closer to 12 team members, you have to think better about this. But each one of your team members that you're employing have to have a leader. They've got to have a coach, somebody that they can go to that you can, you know, if I'm a team member, I can feel supported in this role. I can ask questions. I can feel like I'm cared for. So let me just go into a real simple scenario. Let's say you have six team members. Your job as a dentist is to sit down with one of them every week for 30 minutes. It's not that hard. You know, if your practice grows and you get to 12 team members, we have a dentist. His name is Todd and he has 11 team members. He does it still once a week. So as you can see, he gets to each one of them 
once a quarter. Now, I'm not telling you exactly how to do this. You have to figure that out. But 30 minutes a week is not that much time that you have to give up in order to keep and connect with a team member. Now, we're going to put in the show notes how we teach it. And we borrowed this from our coach. It's a real simple check-in form. Here's what's really cool about a check-in. You as a dentist don't run it. You just show up with a clean head and a clean heart and a really fresh pair of two ears. That's all you need to do. And they run it. They can grab this form. Go down to the show notes right now if you want to. Flip up to it and you can download a free copy of it. It's basically personal high, personal low, professional high, professional low, and what can leadership help you with? It's amazing when a team member gives you this information and you can leave space to it. Now, one more thing before we go on to the next thing. I'm a big fan of Brene Brown, and she is a huge fan of the check-in. It's when two souls get together and really connect. And she asked this question. I love borrowing this one. What does support? look like from me. She said, she told us that at the ADA. She's like, when you do check-ins, I'm like, did she just say check-ins? Yes, she said check-ins. She said, you should be doing check-ins with each one of your team members. And somewhere along the line, you should say to your team members, what does support look like for me today? Because they're going to share some powerful stuff. We're in a world where we're starving for significant relationships. We're starving for people that would care for us in a work environment. And so I think what you're saying, Heather, is crazy important frequent and consistent check-ins. Let's go to the word consistency there because you just talked to a dentist this morning who said, yeah, I was doing check-ins six months ago. I stopped that. What happens? Well, first of all, your team can't trust you to follow through on this or much else because you say that you're going to implement this, then do it. Like, let's do it. The other part of consistent is I wouldn't let the team member fill out the entire form until they say when their next check-in is. We do that at ACT as well. I can't fill out anything in my check-in form until I have scheduled my next check-in. And that forces both parties to hold each other accountable to continue keeping up that cadence. Yeah, so well said. That's a very important mechanic or uh, mechanical piece of it. Um, but also you know, the system's retention piece. Once you start doing check-ins for most every single person, you start to realize how important this is. And you'll never go back to the way you did it before because your team will feel very connected to you, the purpose, the process, and they'll start to trust you. Now, one more thing. I, I should never say one more thing because it's not true. You should not, not say one more thing. It's right there. Yeah. Personal <laughs> one I, of 10 more things. Yeah. Now, when you first start this, the personal high, personal low, it's always really easy to get the professional high, professional low type of thing. But what, what you'll find when you do the personal high, personal low is that team members really aren't going to tell you a whole lot. And all you want to do is leave space. You're not requiring them to say anything personally or professionally. But the more you do it and the more you listen, the more they'll trust you and the more they'll be vulnerable with information. They'll share some stuff that you're like, okay, I didn't really have to know that. And you can, they can, that's when, that's the sign when you know that they're trusting you with their vulnerability. There's a world of people out there that talk about trust and trust and trust. My question to you is what systems have you built in your practice that help foster that trust? And I'll answer for it. I'll answer it for you is a check-in creates and fosters that trust. I love it. So that's step number two. What's step number three? 
Step number three, you've got to show appreciation. You have to. Like this is a non-negotiable. If you want to retain amazing team members, you have to show appreciation. Now, appreciation looks a little bit different for every single team member, right? I like using, um, it's the five appreciation languages at work. And here they are. Acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, tangible gifts, and appropriate physical touch. And I'm talking about like high fives, pat on the back kind of a thing. Right. Right. Because people feel, you know, appreciated or loved in different formats and ways. And that's an incredible, that research is incredible because I'll just go to words of affirmation. That's how I feel loved or appreciated. The challenge with that before reading this research is I used to bury people in my, my level of appreciation. And what you find is that that's only one dimensional. There's a whole nother, there's a whole nother level of learning in these things. So you have to practice appreciation and get into a regular pattern of being able to do this. According to the U.S. Department of Labor and Statistics, the number one reason why people people quit their jobs is they just don't feel appreciated. They feel like I'm working my tail off here. Nobody notices. And sometimes, you know, I love our friends in the South. They always say, you know, some of them say, I appreciate you. I love that. I, I, <laughs> you do. <laughs> it sounds so great when they say that. But I, I think the, the bottom line is these people work very hard for you all day long. And maybe you're not built with the appreciation gene or, or node in your brain. That's where you you need some help to be able to say, hey, listen, you know, pause every once in a while. People can live on a thank you. Here's, here's one thing. Practice a thank you. Practice a hello and practice a thank you. At the end of your day, don't look at your computer, check out Facebook, you know, go back to your office and close the door. It might be powerful to your practice. Say, hey, you guys, I really appreciate you guys. I don't know what you did at one o'clock today, but that was magical. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your evening. And I would say be as specific as possible. Also point out specific points throughout the day that made a difference for your practice, for you and for the patients. That's really where your team members are going to take that then to the next level because they want, they love that appreciation and that you showed that and that you brought that up and you said it out loud that they're going to want that again. So they're going to do it over and over and over for you. Absolutely. And I will also say this, your team members have a built-in BS meter. This has got to come from the heart. (laughs) It's got to be very sincere. You have to want to appreciate your team members. So if you're just Mm -hmm. doing it to make them feel better, that's short-sighted. So Put your heart in the right place. And remember, I mean, there's so many things that feed into this, Heather. You know, great leaders don't speak to people's heads. They speak to people's hearts. A manager speaks to your head about, like, what you can do better and speak to people's hearts. That's powerful. Things start to take off and transform. And let me just add one more layer of importance on this. Only one, Kirk. Only one. (laughs) Maybe ten. I'm teasing you. I'm just razzing you. But you know her. this. If you're a dentist listening, a great team member who is a chairside assistant changes your life in 60 seconds. Having an amazing team member at the front who protects your life and the schedule and the financial well-being of your practice changes the financial landscape of your entire life in 30 days. Having the right hygienist in your practice changes the oxygen everywhere. Having the right office manager, having the right accountant, having the right people, it makes your life so much better. And the great Pete Dawson, the greatest of all time, Peter Dawson said, 
When you have the right people, you can produce twice as much in half the time with a quart of the stress. I didn't really understand that when he told me that 20 some years ago, but now I see it everywhere. People that do really well and they have amazing months and we see a lot of them. We coach a lot of them. I always ask them, what's your secret, man? They never say, I'm really good right now. No, they never say that. They always say, I'll just tell you, I got the right people and we got them in the right seats and we all love coming to work and it's so much fun. Heather, this is so spot on. What are your final takeaways when you think about how to improve, you know, team loyalty and retention? I just think, you know, so many doctors and practice owners want that and they care about their team, but I want you to have some reflection. What is it that you're doing to support that? If you really truly love and care about your team, what actionable things are you doing to show your team the way that you feel? Absolutely. And then then these three things, like don't don't be overwhelmed and, and start all of them at once. Just take one thing and start that one thing and then get some reevaluation, some feedback from your team after a month or two of, of doing a check-in, after doing team meetings. Let's get some feedback from the team to see how they're showing up. You know, with the five um, languages of appreciation as well, ask your team during those check-ins. Say, how do you like to be appreciated? Right. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And if you want to build a great team, you want to learn all the secrets, what we're doing, this is a special invitation for you. If you're listening to the podcast, I want you to write this date down, July 28th and August 11th. Our to the top study club, which is one of my favorite things we've ever done. We built the first one of 50 dentists and that sold out. So we actually created a second one. So now we do two classes per quarter of the same content so that when life happens, you can jump from one to the other. And on July 28th and August 11th, we're going to roll out the very best tools we've ever assembled or seen in the world of dentistry in over 26 years of how to find, attract, keep, and retain the best team members. You might be listening to this podcast and say, listen, I I totally get the whole retention thing. I'm struggling in finding somebody. Well, we got you. Then onboarding them, we got you. Checking in with them, we got you. How do I give them feedback? We got you. How do I do reviews? Reviews are silly. Don't do those anymore. We got you. So you're going to see a systematic approach in how to build, create, retain, keep all of these amazing people. Because my game is the same as yours, if you're listening. My game for the rest of my career is to find the greatest people ever, put them in the right seats, and just have some fun going to work. I'll leave you with one last statistic, and it's the one that makes you think the most. We spend 30% of our lives on this planet going to work. 30% of the breaths you take while you're alive on this planet are at work. Wouldn't you want to enjoy work? Well, your ability to enjoy work is greatly dependent on who's around you at work. Don't you think, Heather? 100% agree. And in the spirit of talking about Brene Brown, she says, you know, we weren't meant to do it all alone. We need people around us, right, to do everything together. Absolutely. It makes work fun, makes life better, makes your practice better. So make sure you guys check that out. Heather, thanks for being on. I always appreciate you. 
I appreciate you, Kurt. See that? She's awesome. She's awesome. So <laughs> cool, cool, cool. We'll stick around while we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys. We appreciate you for listening. The podcast is growing like crazy. I don't even know why. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. My kids are like, don't overthink it. We're just having a lot of fun talking about things that matter in dentistry. So keep sending us suggestions for things that you guys want to see. You will see. We're going to line them up. We're going to keep bringing you great information so you can create a better practice and a better life. So until you hear from us next time or you see us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.